everybody. This is John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and those riddles of human nature. On this episode, we review the magic TV show, Penn & Teller, Fool Us. Let's bring mom in now. Hi, mom. Hi, Johnny. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm good. I'm feeling pretty magical myself now that uh, my wife is back in town and I'm not a solo dad anymore. Oof. Wow, that was wow. Yeah, that was some heavy lifting. With a yeah, big, with a big a, surprise at the end. Yeah, it was a week of, uh, as mom knows, uh, a week of taking care of my seven and five year old. Um, and all their piano lessons and basketball this and dance that. Uh, and But, you know, I was bringing it in for a landing. Um, and I was just one more night, take them to school in the morning and then dust my hands off. I made it. I had a big Simpsons trivia night for the public that night that I was getting prepared for. And uh, at 1 a.m. that night, Leo comes into my bedroom and says, Daddy, I threw up. And he threw up on just all of his worldly possessions and his bed and his bedroom and every carpet and every door and every book. Mm. Oh, and then threw up again and again in various parts of the house. I won't get into all of it, but suffice to say, I think I spent like 16 consecutive hours either through like mopping up or laundry, just cleaning up puke. And I think it's just now, uh, nearly a week later, that I've gotten that smell out of uh, your oh, nostrils and the everything. Worst. Yeah, yeah, oh, the worst. Eve slept through the whole thing. They share a room. <laughs> I step into this room, and it's like I've been punched in the face with the smell of it. And Eve's, like, uh, I was in there for like an hour cleaning up. She didn't even stir. <laughs> Which cracks me up because I was complaining about the neighbors having these string of lights in their backyard. Uh, <laughs> not not to the neighbors, but then I slept. No, through, I get it. Yeah. I slept through a three alarm fire two houses away. So um, I, I get that. Just, hey, the world is burning and I am sleeping through it. So that yep. that I get that I get. But vomit, I Daddy always had to do it. I that was I could do poop, but I could yeah, never. Yeah, I remember do. that. Well, he, he, I remember yeah. him being the point man for that. Mm, that's tough. That's tough. But everybody's <laughs> well, and also, isn't it amazing the quantity that that little stomach holds? Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is the. It seemed copious. It. Uh, I laughed. Yeah, nobody I wasn't else got there. sick. Leo was fine. <laughs> I'll just to finish the story that way. He, you know, he had some stomach bug. Um, and you know, the other thing is, as I'm seeing all this happen, it's like, is this my future? Yeah. Like, is this me twelve hours right. from now? Or Eve? No, thank or, God. Yeah. Or Eve? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, Lord. I guess a lot of people keep a little bucket under their children's beds for that. Have you ever? run into that okay i mean i after the first time i cleaned him up and put him in my bed and um <laughs> said you sleep here here's a bucket and oh. he came in five minutes later and uh, 
apologetically told me that he had thrown up again and totally missed the bucket. Okay. Yeah, so the bucket can only, the bucket can't reach up and right. strap itself gotcha. to the child's gotcha. mouth. Well, maybe yeah. maybe that's our next invention. <laughs> maybe that'll be it. Um, I, I have a, first I have a quick question for you uh, about my junk folder. Since I got my new okay. computer, I have a junk folder that actually works now. And it's full of mostly sexual things. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mostly of that, and prizes that I have won um, at stores that I never shopped. Oh, congratulations! At. Yeah, wow. Lots. Oh, of, you never even shopped there. No, wow. no. You know, Home Depot and uh, credit card offers. Anyway, it's full, and it's full every day with like a hundred messages. And when I had wow. my other computer, my older computer. You know, I would get maybe 10 things a day. And now I wonder if the computer knows I have a junk folder. So it's just filling it up because it can. Maybe it's just showing them to you now. Maybe we had them hidden on the old uh, computer. Okay. I wonder. Because I don't think the quantity of email would change, uh, of spam would change just because you got a new computer. That's my theory. Okay. A setting changed, and it's just presenting it all to you differently. Yes. Well, there's many. You're looking straight into the fire hose. Many repeats of offers. Uh, I guess I'm most offended at the ones that are very explicit. And I I really, I mean, I I skim it because sometimes an order (laughs) or so has gotten in there. So I do skim it before I delete it. But... Really, there is some incredible. You're just looking, though. You're just reading it for the articles. No, I, I never click yeah, on it. Yeah, no. just browsing. <laughs> no, I'm very cautious even about what I browse for. The tar- the, the computer knows a lot of stuff. That, that Oh, yeah, it does. And it tells everyone. Well, especially, you know, I'll say to dad, hey, have you been looking at something, something speakers uh, that are blah, blah, blah. He'll say, yeah, how do you know? And I'll say, because I saw an ad on Facebook for it. And I, you're the only person I know that would. But it does stuff like that. Oh, yeah. They're totally untrustworthy. It's like a it's like a friend who you tell all your secrets yeah. to. And then, you know, the next day, some shady guy in a trench coat comes up and says, hey, what's Bonnie been up to for the last 10 days? And she's just happily sort of says, oh, here's everything she's done. Yeah. And here's every thought she's had. And every past... thought her friend has had. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's the danger. All right. Well, though, that's good. Uh, and also an update. I did go to Hobby Lobby. They did have an incredible amount of stuff. <laughs> Uh, that I needed and that you needed yeah cheap really cheap really cheap so it's going to be hard to to uh you know snap that off but Jenna uh notified me that she does have a Chick-fil-a occasionally oh wow you know like dad used to say uh moderation in all things right including moderation that's right dad's old motto Including abstinence. Yeah. 
Including so, abstinence. Oh, yeah. Dad wouldn't forget that part. That's what the whole moderation and all things motto is for. It's for the things you're not supposed to do. Right. To do them once in a while. That's yeah. right. So I think as a family, we probably are not uh, the droids you're looking for if you're looking to really back a cause. We, we. Wow. Listen to that mom with the Star Wars reference. You're not the boycotting droid. Speaking of Star Wars, let me dip into the mailbag here for a second. Um, here's a message from uh, Jeff M. I know you guys take suggestions from your listeners occasionally. We do indeed. So I figured I'd throw one out there. Star Wars The Bad Batch on Disney+. Plus. Now, I don't know if you're too exhausted by all the other Star Wars. We are indeed. Yes, we and are. And if you are, I definitely won't be offended if you say no thanks. But this is one show in the franchise that isn't talked about too much, so... I'd be intrigued if you guys have a take on it. We do not, but I'm passing that along to our audience that Jeff M., friend of the podcast, recommends Star Wars The Bad Batch. It's animated. I saw it pop up on the Disney Plus the other day, and I said no thanks, as um, as Jeff M. suggested. But thanks for writing in, Jeff M. He also says, um, I've been watching Night Court. I'll let you know if it miraculously gets any better. You know, he signed it Jeffrey. I'm going to I apologize for assuming Jeff, Jeffrey. M. OK. Yeah. And I don't think Night Court's going to have any miracles anytime soon. What do you think, Ma? You think John Larroquette's going to wake up anytime soon no, in one of these episodes? No. No. I think until he's pretty Harry, well asleep. Harry comes back from the dead. There's <laughs> not going to not going to be much hope there. <laughs> um, Dan Kay writes in. At the end of January, he wrote in and said, listening to a recent episode, and I got hungry with all the pasta talk. Oh. This is when we were talking about different shapes of uh, pasta rarity, yes. right? Pasta shortages. Uh, and uh, what was the name of that pasta sauce you love, Mom? Brothers of Brooklyn? It's Michaels of Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, Michaels of Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, Dan K. writes, have y'all watched any of the cooking shows? There's a million of them, but would be fun to hear a food-themed episode. Keep it real, Dan K. Oh, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I, How about a classic cooking app? What if we reviewed like Julia Child or the Galloping Gourmet? Huh? Yeah. Remember him? Is that I, what he was? Yes. You know, what was his? The, Graham Kerr? Yeah. The the Galloping Gourmet. Then then there was the guy that was a, a, a minister or something that he ran into a little trouble there. Uh, the frugal gourmet the frugal is that what you're talking gourmet. about yes, yes you know that breaks my heart because i used to love the frugal I gourmet know. the frugal gourmet and julia child i used to i mean julia child's fine of course i hope god if they, no scandals about julia child please <laughs> but yeah the frugal gourmet he had to vanish because uh yeah, he had some personal problems. Yeah. Um, but frugal gourmet is frugal gourmet aside, Dan Gay. I think that's a good idea. I do too. I think a class, maybe a classic cooking show and a modern cooking show for the food themed episodes so mm. we can see how the standards have changed, right? I like. Bam. Uh, oh, no, I'm not watching that. <laughs> um, how about uh, World's, or is it World's Worst Cook with. Uh, no. Ooh, what's that blonde girl's name? I can't think of her name now. Oh, we should review that next level chef that they put on. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After the Super Bowl. That's like the opposite of Julia Child. So we'll review the okay. French chef and next level chef. <laughs> okay, good. That's a little programming happening before your very there ears. You Thank you, Dan K., for writing in. 
Thank you to all our emailers. The email address is popmom at ological.net. As I say in every episode, we love to get email. Talk to us about anything. Mom, what else you got for me? You got well, you know, a story. This is a very yes. mysterious one. You wouldn't tell me anything about this. Shh, go ahead. I really couldn't. Okay. So, you know, uh, we live a rather quiet life. Usually we're up in bed by 730 watching TV and blah, blah, blah. Um, and lately, uh, dad's back has been giving him some fits as, as it does. Oh. And... Um, I've gotten some takeaway salads that I like to eat out of the big mixing bowl because I like to dump the salad, you know, that's squished into the container and put the dressing on, zhuzh it up with plenty of space and eat it. And dad came to me and said, because he cleans up at night, which I love and appreciate. And he comes and says to me, do you have to have your salad in that big bowl. <laughs> and I said, well, yes, I really like to eat it at, you know, I don't question what you eat your food out of. I like to eat it out of this big bowl. All right, that's settled. And I offer to wash it if it's too much for him. And okay. So then there's interesting, a, th- a couple of interesting things. Oh. We love Seinfeld, of course. This is not the big salad. No. It's the big salad bowl. Oh, right. Also, I like to clean a big bowl. I mean, what's easier than that? Just, you know, it's at this big surface and you just swish the sponge around and make sure you cover every... It's like steel, right? Or glass. stainless it's steel glass. bowl. It's glass, but still smooth, easy yes. to clean, yeah. right? Nothing Okay, so I'm it. interested that he would even notice or care. Uh, a glass mixing bowl. All right. All right. So uh, we're kind of futzing around, getting ready to go upstairs. And the door has been open. The front door has been opened because it was a warm, sunny day. And there's a knock at the door, which is very unusual anymore. Um, and, you know, so we both do the, oh, who's that? What's that? And uh, I go down the stairs. And at the same time, Dad recognizes her as our newish neighbor who I've never met. Um, And I open the door and she says, is that your mailbox? It fell over and I can't lift it up. Well, dad springs up like he's Roger Bannister going for breaking the four minute mile. (laughs) He's at the front door and gone. Now, you know, this is a man that's complaining about washing a bowl, and suddenly he is out the door. Now, he says it's because she had her dog with her that was off leash, uh, and he was afraid the dog was going to get in the house and chase toast or whatever. But he leaves. He's gonna Now he's going to go pick up this mailbox that's encased in a, a big concrete bucket, right? He's gone for about four minutes and he comes back and he tells me she's divorced. She has two kids. They spend half the time with their father. Um, She's a vegetarian and a Buddhist. And, you know, we've gone for car rides where we haven't said (laughs) more than three sentences to each other. And this is 
he comes in like, oh, blah, blah, and then he's remembering more facts as the night goes. He was with her for four minutes. And he knows. Sounds like he's pretty hot to try. I'm saying I'm going to have to be watching out for her. She's Australian <laughs> and, uh, you know, just. Oh, the people from across the stream? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's down to party. She's a big wine lover, too. Did he tell you that about her? <laughs> no. I, maybe those were facts that were uh, accrued at a different point. But I couldn't have been more shocked and and laughed and laughed. And finally, he said, you know, you have to stop. You have to you have to let it go. And I, so I said, OK, but then I didn't really have a, you laughed. Who was laughing? Me, because uh, you were laughing at him, at him, because, you know, he's like he's like a turtle. The white knight around. Him. Yes. And now and now he's going to come in and save the day and pick up the cement block that's. You know, it's like, are you kidding me? I can't even get you to wash a salad bowl, and now you're going to be over there. Did he get it up? (laughs) (laughs) Did he restore the mailbox to its previous position? Uh, I assume he did. I assume he did. Yes. Uh, I don't know. You haven't been outside since this happened? Well, the... the, uh, not down in that direction. But here's the real irony is that she comes to the door and says, is that your mailbox that fell over? We don't even have a mailbox. Our mailbox is at the post office. <laughs> that was my next question. Whose mailbox was it? It's the people that live across the street down that long, long driveway. Because all the mailboxes have to be on the same side of the street. So Right. There. Yeah. The salad bowl is a pretty thin basis for this uh, grudge, I have to say. I think it's just your, you just wanted to tell the story about you being jealous of this Australian lady who could launch dad into a mania of helpfulness. I didn't even know he had it in him. I enjoyed it. I, yeah. I'm waiting for my turn at that energy burst of power and strength and. Let me handle it when he's just bitching about cleaning a salad bowl. All right. It's all right. You're pretty bitter about the salad bowl, huh? Are you washing your own bowls now? No, he he's... I guess not. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming downstairs every morning saying, got any mailboxes you need tipped up? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was maybe the newspaper box, but I didn't understand why we suddenly got a mailbox in this well, we uh, didn't. story. Yeah. We didn't. I don't understand what the dog has to do with it either, but we have to move on. Well, Dad wanted to be sure I mentioned the dog because that was why he says he leaped down the stairs and out the door was because her dog was going to come in the house and get Toast. Like, Toast doesn't know every hiding place in the house. But anyway, uh, uh, there you go. That's our dad. And he can move. Like grease lightning. So I've yeah, seen it. I want to get him back out on that racquetball court. So, yeah, <laughs> whip him into shape. Oh, God. There you go. All right, Ma. Are you ready to talk about Penn and Teller fool us? Yes, I am. I have to admit, I forgot to write a blurb for Penn and Teller fool us. So I'll tell you, it's been on nine seasons on the CW oh. network. Can you believe that? Really? Nine seasons. 
And uh, the idea is that meet these magicians come in, they perform a trick, and if Penn and Teller know how they did it, they lose. If Penn and Teller are fooled, they win, and they get a trophy declaring that they fooled Penn and Teller. I don't know what more I need to say than that, frankly. Here's a clip of an episode in which magician Mario Lopez made salt pour from his limbs and made his nipple disappear. Well, Mario, that was wonderful. Let's find out if Penn and Teller were fooled. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Guys! Mario, we, we just love you. Oh, thank you. We just love you. Um, and the style that you have is so casual, so easy, and so comfortable, and yet I believe you are one of the most precise technicians we've ever had on the show. Now, we think, we think, we know how you did a lot of the salt pour. Sure. We think there's a few things in there that we can kind of sort of guess, but that worry us that we might be wrong. But I'm going to do something that um, is an act of cowardice. <laughs> We're going to go around the salt pour and just say, maybe you fooled us, maybe you didn't. We're never going to find out because we sincerely have no idea how you did the <laughs> nipple. <laughs> we don't Maybe you fooled us, maybe you didn't, but your nipple gave it to us. Your nipple, because we really, we, we really, two reasons. One, we sincerely don't know how you did it. And two, it gives me a great deal of pleasure to say we were fooled by a nipple. Penn and Teller Fool Us airs on The CW. You can stream it on The CW's website. It's on YouTube. I mean, you shake a stick and you find this show, so don't worry about it. If you want to watch it, you'll find it. Mom, was it a magical experience or was it an abacadab dud? <laughs> Wait, did you just come up with that? I just made that up, yeah, because I said, told you I didn't write anything, wow. so sorry. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I love this show. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, no, I love it too. Um, I, um, it's hard to stop. It's just yes. the right l length of each magician, don't you agree? Yes, yes, and that was uh, that's one of the words I have down here that it's addictive. It's like, all right, I'll, I'll stop after this. I'll stop after this one because you can stop at, <laughs> at different segments uh, of the uh, of the different music musicians, magicians, and um, it's. It's it's just it's just perfect that the whoever designed it really really did a nice job. Um, it's on their big Las Vegas stage where they have their Penn and Teller magic show. Um, and at the end of every episode, um, this is what you don't get if you just watch the segments on YouTube. At the end of every episode, Penn and Teller themselves perform 
and I love that part of it too. I just think it's a nicely put together uh, hour. Were there any full? How many episodes did you watch, Mo? I know you've seen it before, yes. but how many episodes did you watch? Uh, I for watched this two episodes: uh, one this morning okay. and one yesterday. Um, I, I will say uh, that magic makes me feel a little itchy. Um, yeah, and that I would, uh, I want to know. How the heck did you do that? Dad likes the mystique of it. Um, but my only gripe is Penn and Teller get to say, uh, we know how you did that. But I don't get to know how they did that. And that uh, that makes me itchy. It makes me like, how do I could do this show? Well, they often speak in code yes. and relay what they know to the magician. Well, I don't understand it. Do you? Well, I, as you know, am a big Penn & Teller fan going way back. I've seen all their shows, their TV shows. I've seen them in person a couple times. Um, I've read all their books. So, yes, I know um, most of the code that they transmit when they talk to oh. the magicians. And it's it's often just like one little moment. And um, you and I should watch it together the next time you yes. come out because yeah. I can show you where the sleight of hand happens or what they're talking about. Um, but that's great perspective. I feel like like I'm a, interested in magic and have been um, since I was a kid, yep. right? So I know what's going on. And sometimes I can tell like what the trick is before even Penn and Teller get to it. Because a lot of it is acts that you've seen a thousand times before. Um, you don't know and want to know, <laughs> right? Yes. And dad doesn't know and is fine yes. with that. Like yes. he enjoys, like you said, he enjoys the mystery. Right. Oh, but the thing is with this, with this show, it puts me in mind of your uh, Better Call Saul breakdowns in that they say uh, Penn, uh, well, Penn says, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, this was a very clean trick and um, it was uh, very fluid. It w it was uh, hard, you know, hard to detect. And um, but we know how you did it or we and we don't. We know how you did this trick and that trick, but not this trick. Uh, but they kind of break it down and what you're looking for as a performer of magic in that there's a lot that mm. that uh goes with the spiel is that appealing is does that flow well um it's really an all-consuming performance you, you know you have to be yeah telling a story performing a story uh, also with an air of confidence or nonchalance or whatever the situation calls for um, and I think listening to Penn talk about it makes you see how much is there. Yeah, well put. And they really, you know, they started out as the bad boys of magic, right? Because they would tell you how things were done um, as a way of building to greater spectacle and more interesting secrets. Um, and they've always had this desire for innovation is what I'm trying to say. And so they on the show in their judging of the acts often say, this is great. Uh, again, I say they, but only Penn right. speaks, you know, Penn <laughs> says, um, 
this is great. We've, uh, of course, we've seen the Orsini double swap a thousand times, but we've never seen it done with a mobile phone or with this modern music or whatever. Um, and he, I think, well, like once an episode, there's an act where he says something like that, and it's he's basically saying this is something I've seen a thousand times, but you did something to make it new and relevant for today. And that's a that's a through line on the show is they want to sort of advance the art of magic to something less cheesy and corny and old fashioned as people may view it. And I think uh, the heart heartfulness, is that a word, comes through in that they're very uh kind to all the magicians they had. They start off with compliments and uh, it seems very encouraging. And I think everybody walks away feeling very nice about the whole thing, even if they didn't win. Um, and, but, and genuine, the genuine, that, that's yeah. what comes through. I will answer your, uh, maybe you already know this, but <clears throat> you know, the producers of the show, know how the trick is done obviously um and while they're what, sitting their on numbers? their do you have their telephone <laughs> well while Penn and Teller are sitting in their seats you know conversing over the trick they're communicating with the producers and they'll say this is how we think it's done and the producers will either say you got it or you don't and then they decide what you know, Penn's basic spiel is going to be and what okay. the keywords will be. Wow. Um, so there's a little bit of, it's not just a chit chat and do we know it or not happening between Penn and Teller when they confer, although there certainly is that. Um, it's also a production conversation that happens um, very rapidly, but that's how it's adjudicated, so to speak. The, the producers know and they, oh, okay. And they say, well, we think he did it by putting one of his fingers down, and they yeah. say they say no. Then, then they don't know how the trick was done. That's right. But how That's could right. they not know how any trick was done? Really, at this point, the magicians are very, very good. And if um, I watched one act, like a five-minute trick, great trick. Um, that relied on one sleight of hand move about three minutes in. Everything else was pretty much on the up and up. Uh, but there was one little switcheroo, um, blink and you missed it, and you don't know how the trick was done. And both Penn and Teller, I mean, it was right in front of them. And if you watch the footage back and know where to look, like it's right there. But they didn't see it, and so they they were fooled because they had to tell him that they did not know how he did this trick. Now, Penn and Teller could watch the tape back and say, "Oh, like he he you know pocketed the thing right there, and that's that's ball game." But um, in the moment, um, they they may not know. And as Penn says, the magicians that they bring on are just that good. Um, and that well practiced, uh, and they are on very, these things for years. Yes, yes. Um, one of the notes that I made, I that I noticed was that this is um, more or less traditional magic, not not the David Blaine. Uh, you know, I'm 
freezing myself in. I don't yeah. know, you know, whatever the some. It's very stage magic. Yes, and yeah. uh, I like that. I I do like that. Everything doesn't have to get bigger and better and louder and brighter. Um, this is just some very talented people showing their craft, and it it's all amazing, um, and very entertaining. Yeah, I enjoy it too. You know, David Blaine started out with street magic. Yeah. You know, he was just doing close-up magic on the street. I don't know if you ever saw those specials. I think he did yes. them on ABC. Those were great. And then, yeah, he was like freezing himself in a block of ice or whatever. And the whole long, like suspended in a box in Times Square. Didn't he do that for a while too? And something something about suspended in water. Or or, I don't. Maybe I, the I, I ice didn't. block was suspended in Times Square. But he did a couple of stunts like that. And it's just, you sort of shrug at it like, okay. Um, but who knows? I mean, I think it's a tough art form to develop a new direction in. And that's why... Um, that's why Penn so often talks about, you know, thank you for the innovation and thank you for this new idea and putting this new twist on an old idea. And you get to see it again and again and again. Nine seasons. I can't believe how long this uh, show has been on. And yeah. it's a show about magic. Like, who would expect that um, to go the distance? But oh, oh, we had a cat cameo. Uh, mom just pulled a cat out of her hat for the magic <laughs> episode. Wow. My whole screen was cat in an instant. You heard that meow. Uh, mom, what is your grade for Penn and Teller Fool Us? Oh, this is really an A+. Plus. It's a feel good. It's A+. Plus. Feel yeah, good. A entertain. Plus. It has everything you want. It has everything you want. And Family, you can watch it with the kids. I, we didn't even talk about say, that. I was just going to say, if you have a kid uh, of just that age, uh, what fun to watch with him and, and or her and have a conversation. Yeah. How do you think they did that? Uh, uh, it, yeah. It, it's great. It has good everything. Call. Yeah. A plus. Clangs and whoops for the uh, Penn and Teller Fool Us show. Mom, I only know the title of this week's recommendation, but I have to say, like, it's it sounds like it slots right in there. Uh, the sort of quintessential pop mom recommendation. It's got, I think, British culture. It's got animals. <laughs> and I assume it's a it's a mystery book. Um, no. But I may be wrong about that. No, it's not a book. It's a television show. It's oh, called, it's a TV show. It's a TV show. It's called The Yorkshire Vet. Um, it's a veterinarian, veterinarian um, clinic that is built from James Harriet's, who wrote all the all creatures okay. great and small. It's a it's a continuation of his veterinary services. His uh, museum is very nearby, and then they have a man that was trained by him, and a younger vet who. Uh, takes care of they take care of small animals and large animals and i would hope so yes <laughs> great and small thus yeah. the great and small um and it shows a lot of birthing lambs birthing cows birthing uh i haven't seen a horse yet and uh repairing animals that are sick or injured or whatever um it is a little bit dad doesn't care for it uh, too much oh. with the blood and the, but once you get past that, oh, it's yeah. pretty fascinating to see 
what they do and how they all work together and uh, mm. how they work things out. Uh, I think it's fascinating because I can't get anybody to look at my guinea pigs, but um, <laughs> you know. So anyway, Aww. they they t it's very. You can't get a vet to take care of your guinea pigs. Um, well, they don't need anything anyway. Usually, they just live for seven or eight years and then kick the bucket. Um, yeah, well, it's going to happen to all of us, so you don't need to. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, once you get past all the animal blood, it's great. That's mom's uh, <laughs> DVD cover recommendation for the Yorkshire vet. That'll do it for this edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back soon to talk about more. I actually think I know what we're going to talk yeah. about this time, given our earlier conversation. Nonetheless, what do you think we should talk about, Mom? Uh, well, let's hope it's interesting. Let's hope it's something interesting. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. Like I said earlier, we love to get email. The address is popmom at ological.net. As ever, talk to us about anything. We love you. Mom and I will talk to you again next week or thereabouts. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you, too. <laughs> <laughs>